0: We've all heard the saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But in this situation, what happens in Vegas ultimately will come back to haunt you. Yes, we will discuss the John Gruden situation and how do the Raiders play from here on out. Plus, there's been exceptional quarterback play so far early on in the season. But who's been the best and who is the MVP in our books? Plus, the New York Giants. One of their backbones last year was the defense. Top notch. But... Was it just a bunch of overachievers? And we'll give you our first initial top five power rankings of the NFL 2021 season. Keys to the City is next. Yeah.
1: Keys to the City, baby. When you see us so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Global Chris Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms like Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. What a show we got for you today. A football Tuesday recap of week five. We will get into... The upcoming ALCS, NL, NLCS. We'll talk about the Red Sox and how maybe the New York Yankees down in the uh, should take a pager out of those Boston Red Sox. Congratulations to the Boston Red Sox and all Red Sox fans. I'm making to yet another ALCS appearance. But we will be talking all football today. We will start off with the mess that's going on in Vegas. We'll talk about our quarterback MVP race right now. Also, top five power rankings and. The New York Giants defense that was maybe just a bit overachieving last year. But we have to start off with the unfortunate news that is unveiling going on right now currently in Las Vegas. The big news of the NFL season so far, probably the biggest news of the entire NFL season early on right now is what's going on with Vegas and John Green. And you always hear the saying, guys, we all like to laugh about it. We all joke around. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, in this situation, boys, the tides have turned. What happens in Vegas ultimately could come back to haunt you. Now, I know this has nothing to do with the Las Vegas Raiders in the sense of the team, but this has everything to do with who their head coach was. And John Gruden, well, we get the true identity, I guess the true character of John Gruden as he – well did some very very bad things and said a lot of bad things and i know know ted's laughing but it is it's a serious matter in the sense of what is going on in the country and how the society has been in the way we're trying to be better and with the way the nfl has been trying to be better and to see something like this it's almost like a step backwards in the sense just unfortunate and I wanted to also just talk about this because I was listening to PTI the other day. And Michael Wilbon, who I love watching that show, I'm a big fan of Michael Wilbon, said a really good point. And I think it's a very true statement. Because John Gruden, you know how everybody, whenever situations like this come about, we hear the, oh, well, I'm not a racist. Let's stop that narrative because everybody has... A sense of prejudice in them, and if anybody that doesn't want to ever say that they don't, they're lying to you and they're lying to themselves. Everybody, and even Michael Wilbon said, "I have a pre, I have some prejudice in me. We all have that. And you know, some people may not be racist, but we have that sense of prejudice. And we got to see the true John Gruden. So, guys, I want to get your take." on this whole situation we know john gruden will never coach again probably will never have a job in this field again or in the sports media field so not just the team but what happens from here on out with this whole situation what do you guys think about it, ted if you want to start i'll let you go with that or joe whoever wants to take it away go ahead well I mean, I think we're all going to have the same similar thoughts. So here's my initial <clears> thought, and Trev, we were both on the same thing. First of all, we said, oh, of course, like, what the hell? You know, because when you, you, when you didn't read all the details, my first initial reaction was like, you know, JC, like, what the hell? Like, you, we went back 10 years to go find some dirt on people because, let's be honest, if we all went back and looked at our emails or, well, I would never put anything in the email as Joe and me you talked and as Her and Edwards said, don't press send, double check what you write. But you're like, okay, what – Why would you go back? What did someone pay to get a story? Like, is someone just trying to get a story out there to make a big name for themselves? Because that does happen. Like, people are always looking for that story, some dirt on someone. How does this come out? And I'm like, you know, what the hell, you know? But then you start, and then I read the New York Times. I read the whole story. I figured out what went on, that this wasn't just about John Gruden. This was an investigation on the Washington football team. And the Alan and the owner and everything else. And then Goodell said, I want all 650,000 emails be read. They went through them the past couple months. And when they circulated through the emails, John Gruden's name popped up. And they went, do, do. oh, let's see what's there. Oh, there we go. And we got, you know, we have racist remarks. We have comments about, you know, the commissioner. Oh, 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 remarks. Listen, things that we all joke. I'll use the M&M thing. We all joke about in our in our parents' basement but we all wouldn't say it in public fashion or you wouldn't say it out loud. We could say it in our basements face-to-face, but you would never say it to someone's face or say it out in the public. And maybe we could get away with these things 10, 15, 20 years ago. We live in 2020 right now. Some people might not agree with the way the world is right now, but the way the world is, it is what it is. We have to accept it. You can't be saying certain homophobic terms that you used to be able to joke about. You can't say it. You can't, you can't be sending nudes of women no more. You know, you, you just can't and then you just we live in a really w- a world where everyone thinks you can throw rocks in a glass house and people got to be careful what they say. But it, you just he said things that you shouldn't put on paper. And as a grown man and a guy in his position should not have said And at, at the time, point. if you remember, he was at ESPN. He wasn't even a oh, yeah, He was working at ESPN working Monday night. And so don't forget. this is all. And here's the other thing. And I'll finish on this. This was also a time in the NFL during 2010 to 2015, even though these emails spanned over eight years, that there was a change in the football league. Okay, we never saw women as officials. There's women now as officials, more regularly than in any sport. Okay, there's also, I don't know how to, I'll say it, I'll say it this way: there are now gays that play football, if that's the right term of analogy. But there's people that have come out that said they're gay that they play football, and one of them, <laughs> one of them, and one of them is uh, is on the team. So like that's crazy. Know, there might have been that long time ago, but that was kind of like you didn't come out. You kept quiet, and that was what it is. It's unfortunate that things come out, and I, I feel bad for the Raiders, and I feel bad for Derek Carr because I don't look at like this Raiders team is going to go anywhere now because of all the chemistry that the Derek Carr and John Runan had built for the past four or five years, now it all got washed away. And And now what do you say about the Oakland Raiders? After a 3-0 start, where do they go from now here? I think it's uphill, and good luck for the rest of the season to them and Derek Carr. Joe, finish up on this
1: Look, I think this speaks to a a greater point. You know, I think for these guys being in charge of a group of 53 guys. And if you look at some of the troubles we've had with coaches in, in college football, where, you know, look, Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville is having a rough go at things right now. And these guys have like a weird sense of you control those guys in the locker room and on the field. And you think you can just do that in real life. You said John Gruden will never coach again. I disagree. John Gruden will coach again somewhere really? at some at some small, you know, FBS Maybe never school. in the NFL. Maybe never in the NFL again. Although even, even there, I would bet if he goes back to college in a couple of years, again, you, you may have to go coach Vanderbilt or somebody like that mm-hmm. uh, and, and earn your way back in. But he'll do it because – the worst part about John Gruden is everywhere he goes, he's successful. And it's the reason he's been able to get away with it. It's the reason why you have uh, people like Rick Neuizel. Uh, I mean, most of these big-time coaches, dude, look at the biggest coaches, Jim Boeheim, um, mm-hmm. Bobby Bowden. I mean, the the, the, the the list is a mile long. There's a certain level of success where you just feel entitled to say or, and speak your mind the same way these guys treat the members of the media is the same way they're treating everybody else. And it's poor and it's immature. The other weird dynamic, and you guys can, agree, I think, will agree with me here. There's something different about a locker room. There's something different about a team. And and I don't mean to excuse this at all, but in a locker room, there's a lot of ball breaking yeah. and and race and ethnicity and sexuality come up. But in a, in a ball breaking fun kind of guy way that shouldn't be in company emails yeah. and it shouldn't be directed at the head of the players union. But like you said, Ted, you know, you're welcome to have the thoughts that you have racist, misogynistic, homophobic, xenophobic, whatever. Maybe don't put that down in, in writing for someone to document. Yeah. Foolish, sure. foolish, it's- but just again, the sense of entitlement. Uh, and then that first weak ass apology was, stunningly inept.
0: Well, you just wonder how many other guys have done this, and now we're running back to delete all their emails. It's, it's, it's not like this. Hurry up and delete all the emails. Because, listen, it, you think he was the only guy, right? It, it's only be you think he was the only guy or any guy that's ever had these conversations. Because Listen, Joe, the same way we have a connection to school and our show and this other stuff, right? These guys have connections. At, um what was it? Paul Allen or no, not what's the Allen's uh, first name? He was the GM for the Washington football team. But Allen the GM and Gruden go back years. Paul Allen. Paul Allen. Was it Paul Allen? Or Paul was the was the owner of the Seahawks. Are, are
1: oh yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, never mind.
0: But with that being said, they go back to the 90s. So they go back years. Now listen, these are also guys that were joking about stuff too, you know, women things, other things. Things that you know, you joke about your with your boys and group text messages. You just have to be smart of that, and especially a league that's 70% African American. It just doesn't look good because now everything that the NFL has fought for, and I did kind of agree with Booger last night where there's like end racism. Bruce Allen. Black, Bruce, Bruce Allen. Thank you. Thank you, Trevor. And end racism and the Black Lives Matter and all that other stuff. It kind of like like this is what they were talking about. As much as you don't want to agree upon it, and I don't always agree how they go about handling certain things, but white coach, privileged coach, 10 years, $100 million, Speaking about situations that the NFL was trying to say, that's the old history. Let's try to get something new. Let's be, let's be better. You know what I mean? And, let's that's, not the, be, and that's the biggest thing is just trying to move forward, trying to be better in a situation like this. It just sets the, it just sets the league back with situations and why they've, why they've tried to predicate on it and emphasize it in this whole situation. It just, it's unfortunate to see, but, hey, it's a, just it's like a, Herman Edwards once said to players, rookies, well, this goes for everybody. This goes for not just players. This, not go, this goes for the regular human being, too, not the athlete as well. This goes for all of us. Don't press send if you think it's going, if you're thinking about it, and if you think it's going to be a, co- a cause controversy or questionable. Chuck, just don't press at send. At the end of the day, you know what this is? The- in all summer, this is a microcosm of what our country is all about and where we are as a society.
1: Yeah, Can, I, can I share my yeah. best piece of advice? Uh, I tell all of my students this, and I tell, uh, we do a show Monday nights called I'll Piss You Off Shortly, and the number one rule, and pardon my French for a minute, is don't be an asshole. If you live your life according to that credo, I think you'll, I think you'll do well. Just treat people with respect. That's that shouldn't be difficult to do, especially when you're supposed to be a professional.
0: Yep, and have some leadership. And that was the a complete opposite of what John Gruden did. And he's deserving of parting ways with the Vegas Raiders because you can't
1: go backwards. We got to go forward. And a situation like this doesn't help. Let's it's ridiculous a little- that a head coach is the story of a team that's having a really outstanding season. What a shame.
0: And it's the biggest story of the entire season so far, early on in the season right now. A thousand percent. The, big, the big reason or one of the main reasons we should be talking the NFL right now, for the good that's – for the great that's been going on and the exceptional play of the quarterback. I know we just talked about the bad and the – The biggest story, like I said, in the NFL season, but this should be the biggest story right now is the play of the quarterback. And no, Patrick Mahomes is not in this list right now. I know his stats speak for it, but when I saw on Sunday night, it looked like a difference Chiefs team. The Chiefs are in trouble, by the way. We're not going to get into the game. The Chiefs are in a lot of trouble. That defense is uh, the definition of atrocious. And Patrick Mahomes in that offense can only do so much when your defense can't stop a nosebleed. But this is what, what the main story should be right now in the NFL is the exceptional play of the quarterback. And there's about six quarterbacks that I have written down right now. And you tell me if you agree or disagree with any of them. Who could be the MVP and who's playing the best right now? So the six I have are Tom Brady. Yes, Tom Brady, 44 years old, still killing the game. Justin Josh Allen going into Kansas City and winning a huge game on Sunday night. Lamar Jackson, after his, imp- his an impressive victory last night, an improbable comeback win, and looking like a superstar quarterback, a, th- a quarterback that could throw. Oh my God, he's not just a runner, guys. Dak Prescott coming off of the major injury. Joe, I see your face over there. You're well,
1: to- <laughs> I, I've been listening to ESPN today, and they've been chastising us, the general public, for our ignorance because you know how ESPN's been talking about what a great passing quarterback Lamar. I mean, give me a break with that garbage. Everybody feels the same way. The guy had one good game, not me throwing the football, one good game, throwing the football. And it was because of the disastrous first half. He led them to down 16. He had to play like that. (laughs) He proved he's capable of it. We all think Lamar's Superman. I mean, to, to listen to ESPN literally all day, you were all wrong about shut your mouth. Well, listen, they were down. Well, you're gonna say, let me finish, let well, let me finish this. List. Herber, let
0: me finish Herber, this. Herber, let me finish Kyle this Murray, list. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, who's got the undefeated Cardinals, the only team that's undefeated, and Justin Herbert, who just won 49 42 and had like 7,000 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Joe's favorite quarterback of all time. But so, Chef, let me ask you guys. Who's yep. like? Because this is a tough question. You might think, oh, it could be anybody, but realistically, to you guys, I'll start with you, Joe. Who to you is playing the best, and who's the best quarterback right now and slash MVP currently, early on a quarter of the season over with? Let's start picking our, uh, start doing MVP
1: predictions, and who's the best quarterback right now in the NFL? If it's not, if it's not Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson, then I would say it's, I forgot who my initial Josh pick Allen. was. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Oh, yeah. It, to me, it's one of those three guys right now. Right now, the way they're playing and what they're doing for their teams. I'm not talking about last year. I'm not talking about the last 10 years because then it would be Tom Brady every time and that would be the end of the conversation. Kyle okay? Right now, good. the three guys that are playing the best are those three. With Kyler Murray, I think, right on the peripheral. He about- had a lousy week this week, and I know this because he led me to a, a fantasy yeah. loss.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, you were the one that was losing in that game? Yeah. Oh, I thought you had Marquise Brown. I was like, oh, Joe's going to win by a landslide. I had Andrews. Oh. oh yeah, but I, Andrews I, had I, a better Andrews. game. Andrews had a better game than – like forty one points. You 41
1: yeah, points bro. I, see, I, ended up, well, I, I ended up. winning. No, oh, no thirty three. Lamar's on a different team. I got. Lam, uh, I got Kyler on a different team. This team. Oh, okay. That, that oh, was no, the no, other okay. team last but night. Was where say, it was. It was it, basically the other guy had Brown. I had Andrews, and it was like whoever has a better day with the yeah. game. <laughs> Late in the game, I had a ninety nine percent probability of losing, and then Andrews caught the touchdown, and it. Wow, that was that well, great show. game.
0: So your top three quarterbacks right now, if I'm hearing it right, is Josh Allen. Yep. Is um,
1: Justin Herbert. Yep. Um, and number three is Lamar. Lamar. Really? Lamar. Yeah. And I got Kyler on uh, just sitting outside that top three. Wow.
0: Okay. Okay. Hey, Ted. What about you? So before last night, I didn't have Lamar in this list. All right. I had Dak. I told you. my. I had t- Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Kyle Murray, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, right? I wrote down their completion percentage. Kyle Murray 75%, Dak 73. I know you don't care. They're all I mean, Brady's leading the league in yards at 1767. Mahomes even though he's got 16 He's averaging 375 a game. I know. He's got 15 passing touchdowns, which is more than any of the guys on the list, okay? That's my fancy quarterback, baby. He's got, mine. He's got two picks, three for Herbert, four for Murray, two for Allen, three for Becca. Uh, quarterback rating, actually, Dak Prescott has the best quarterback rating at 116.9, followed by Brady, uh, followed by Murray, then Brady, then Justin Herbert, then Josh Allen. I, I mean, uh, Lamar, and then Josh Allen actually has the worst at 102.5, which is still exceptional. All right, yeah. you're talking about the six best quarterbacks. And if you look at it, everyone only has one loss except for Kyler Murray. Now, you got to break it down to this. Tom Brady might have the best offense of all of anyone in this of this team. Maybe Dak would be the close second when everyone's healthy. Brady's loaded. I mean, offensively, he's loaded, and he's having a phenomenal year. He might break his. He might break his own. Here, okay, right now, if I had to say, see, it's because you live in the moment. Because if you ask me Sunday night, it's, it's easy for Joe. It's easy for me. It's you make this so difficult
1: because Everybody I have a
0: discussion. No, I, the, I'm just what? no. I'm breaking your stone. A he's never discussion with
1: himself. Yeah, he's talking to himself. He's having a discussion he's, with himself no, about his because, choices.
0: Because here's <laughs> the thing: if you if you asked me at eight o'clock, I would have said Brady after another four hundred yards and five touchdowns. Then at midnight, I was like, holy, holy, Snipes. Josh Allen is just. He's running over people. He's jumping over people. He's throwing bombs. And and he's doing without a running game, too. Those they are my, still those are two, running. By the way, those are, are my two year. quarterbacks in fantasy. Okay. And then when I watched a game last night, I'm like, wait, how do we forget about Lamar? He's got he's, his completion percentage every year has gone up. He's at 67%. He's thrown for 1,500 yards, which is more than Dak, Josh Allen, Uh, and more than Kyle, he's just short of Justin Herbert and Tom Brady. He's got eight touchdowns, three picks, but he's got 341 yards. Think about it. They lost three running backs within a week of the season. He's asked probably to do more for his team than any one of these quarterbacks based on the talent around him. Now, he had an exceptional passing game last night. That's what we've been asking for. He's so dynamic. But if I have to pick right now, I got to go with Josh Allen because the way I look at it is he has the best team. Now I don't know if that makes my argument more vague or not, but I look at Josh Allen right now, probably followed by Brady, because you gotta put. How can you not have Brady? His numbers are almost better than everyone's in the league, literally, and he's so, doing that forty-five years old. Yes, I know he's exceptional. Herbert is right there, and then Kyler's undefeated. I mean, I I, I don't know okay, how you how, how can you go wrong? Dak's leading a high octane offense, I and mean, here's in the college? thing: Dak might have the best offense. In the league, but he does. His numbers are a little bit skewed because Dallas is actually being smart for once and running the football. Oh, I just got. I, just got to I think see they're it. leading I just the league see in rushing now. Yep. So, and as so, long as they play against the Giants, they'll average 500 yards a game. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the Giants D in a little. In a few listen, minutes. Right now, I'll take Josh Allen, but I sort of got whoever you choose within those six. You can't be wrong. Herbert's well deserving. So is Brady. So is right. Lamar. So. I, yesterday I posted the question, who would you rather have for 10 years? But then I thought, like, you got Josh Allen and Herbert. Those are the, those two guys are on another tear right now, both teams. Yeah, but would you not want Kyle Murray for the next 10 years too? No, nah, I'm taking either Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. I like that. Here's my thing. My number one quarterback right now, how can you go against them? The guy is proving everything wrong in, in the sense of age, looks. <laughs> I mean, you tell me a quarterback that's going to be playing – at this high of a level at the age of 44. Josh Allen is stupendous. Justin Herbert is phenomenal. Those two quarterbacks will be there for a long time and changing this league for a long time coming. But I'm still sticking with the the greatest of all time. I I can't go against Brady, man. You're 44 freaking years old, leads the league in yards per game, passing 15 touchdowns, still has a perfect, thrown ball at 44 he's leading a dynamic offense right now and they're on a tear to maybe get to another Super Bowl and repeat as Super Bowl champs you can't go wrong Ted like you said all these quarterbacks have been playing exceptional literally they are exceptional and that's why all those teams and the teams we're talking about have a combined record of they're all four and one or five and out so they're all doing something right and these quarterbacks are the main reason. And I know we all. Oh, well, what about Patrick Mahomes? The Chiefs are in serious trouble, and we saw that on Sunday night. I think that the, the um, Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills, exposed the defense, as in every every team has so far, but especially that <laughs> offense. And that offense did not look right on Sunday night, and they got a lot of things to figure out in the sense of pass blocking. Patrick Mahomes, if you can just, you saw the coverage that the Buffalo Bills played. And Josh Allen was the best quarterback that night. But I'm going right now. I'm not going to go against him. He just can't. If we've learned anything in sports, you don't go against guys like this. You don't. So I got Brady one. I'm going to go with Josh. I'm going to go Justin Herbert, too. I love what Justin Herbert's doing. And the reason why, and we'll talk about the power rankings, too, is just because they're winning games. When in the past they haven't. The number 3 for me would be Josh Allen. Those would be the top 3. I know that sounds crazy because Josh Allen is probably the front runner and is actually is the front runner. Yeah, I think to Murray's too. I think Kyle Murray's too. But I, that's my top 3. I think though every one of these quarterbacks are unbelievable right now. But this like, is really, So I was just going to say this is the reason why you continually draft a quarterback in the first round until you get one of these guys. And this is why I've been so harsh on Daniel Jones. It's not to affect the Daniel Jones. It's his fault. But did me and Dad have this conversation, Trev, yesterday. When's the last time a Duke quarterback has won a big game? Who the hell are they playing? What bowl games and championship games are they playing? We're, we're Duke. What is Duke, right? Duke's a basketball school. We get a quarterback from Duke. Last time we took Dave Brown. I mean, like, I just, when I look at Daniel Jones. I know we're going to talk about the Giants. I just I, – I shake my head. I know he's got talent. But when I look at these, this is what wins you Super Bowls. These six guys are exceptional. This is why these six teams are the six best teams in the league. It's with the exception of the Rams that are not on this list. And Matthew Stafford ain't having a, a bad year either. But these six guys are so exceptional right now. It doesn't even matter if you're the Chargers and you have the worst Russian defense in the league almost because your quarterback is just that good to overcome that score 49 points when you're down double digits. When the Ravens are down 19 points last night and Lamar Jackson drags them all the way back on by his arm, he had 300, what, 40 yards in the second half by himself, four touchdowns? I mean – And then Brady, I mean, he just all he does is throw touchdown passes. I mean, there's no one's ever gonna touch his records. He's gonna have he's gonna have 100,000 yards passing and and 700 touchdowns. He's gonna be like the Babe Ruth of records. And and by the way, nobody's nobody's ever nobody's ever touching the Super Bowl uh wins oh too by the way. Remember when Jack, remember Jack, we, remember we had that silly conversation, Joe, back in uh February when uh the Chiefs are going for the repeat and we we're all jumping jumping chip saying oh no I or not jumping ship just jumping on the bandwagon Patrick Mahomes is gonna win ten Super Bowls. Well we'll see how that's gone because the Chiefs don't, well, don't look we like. we all the Chiefs and Bucks too. Oh I know but I pick we all picked the Bucks. That's still in play. The Chiefs are still in play too but they have a lot of work to go with well, play Arrowhead you, so you just, you just brought up the Giants and Sunday's game is something that, well, you can't really write up. You just really can't in the sense of what went on. And I wouldn't blame, you can't blame the offense because realistically, and I know Joe was probably jumping in joy on Sunday because he got to see his boy play and he looked <laughs> good. Yeah, but other than t- under throwing the ball and getting <laughs> picked again by Trayvon Diggs. Anyways, it's I don't blame the offense because when you lose Saquon, when you lose your st- your quarterback who's been playing good, what who's been and um, Kenny Gale, who's also your number one receiver. My thing is, guys, is that defense. What the hell has happened to the New York Giants? Is this the ugly truth? As one of the articles that I read last night at the New York Post, is this the true? New York Giants defense. I got a couple stats because, yeah, I know you guys like the right stats. and But guess what? I have some stats, too. I can be a statistician, a statistician guy as well. So here's the Giants ranks defensively currently. 29th. So they're giving up 408 yards per game. That's 29th in the league. 138 on the ground. 27th. 270 through the air. 22nd. Tied 27th. Giving up points at 28 points per game. And here's the best one. They have a beautiful eight sacks, 31st in the league. So we think about this defense last year and where it was, and it was the backbone of this team because the offense at times last year was um, inept and just looked incompetent. But the defense held their ground and kept them in games and gave them a chance to almost make the playoffs last year. That's how good this defense was. But the question is to you guys. I'll start with one. Whoever wants to take the floor, was the Giants the – just overachieving last season and are we getting the true new york giants defense well here's one thing and you forgot to point out and then i'll let joe take over because i usually always take over and i'm the longest the giants at the end of the day at least they miss it yeah the giants were missing by the end of the game eight of their original 11 starters from week one i don't care if justin herbert's your quarterback you're not winning a football game um I, I don't know if you guys saw the stats. Matt Purr actually played really well at right tackle based on how they evaluate tackles. Um, Solder, just stay retired, bro. You're god-awful. He's god-awful. Oh okay. God. Um, I, I didn't think Mike Glennon played bad, but when you're playing with backups all over the field and you're playing pretty much against one of the best offices in football, good luck. I just thought a lot of miscues, and that was probably – one of the worst games I've seen, not only as a Giant fan, because you got to add the injuries into the part of everything that went wrong for them. And then the, they gave up
1: 511 yards. 515 yards they gave up. Which
0: was the most they'd given up since 2015. And it was okay. Like, we got you. So what? They, gave of, they gave up a lot of yards. That's Go ahead, Joe.
1: Go ahead, Joe. Because I was going to read that quote, too, too, from the paper, you jerk. All right. Listen, listen, the Giants had the ball 12 times. Dallas had the ball 10 times, 515 yards, which means they averaged (laughs) 51.5 yards every time they had the ball. That's insane. Nine yards per passing play, 5.2 yards per rush, seven yards per play. Um, I mean, my God. That That's that's ridiculous. Eight for four, uh, eight out of 14. Dallas was on third down. I talked about that being an issue. This team can't get off the field on third down. They also lost the time of possession battle by five minutes as they do each and every week. It just puts more stress on the defense mm-hmm. and, and you get that same vicious cycle. But yeah, listen all day again, I'm hearing about how Lamar's had it so tough with all the injuries to both the offense and the defense in Baltimore again, we don't offer the same courtesy to Daniel Jones. Never mind that Daniel Jones doesn't have most of his weapons in his really never had them all in one game that he can't have a healthy offensive line. Kind of like the Yankees. Uh, it's unbelievable. But again, and I love Lamar. Don't get me wrong. But if, if all the excuses of injured running backs and batements out and defense had some guys out, if that, if that excuse applies to Lamar, why does it apply to Daniel Jones? I just find that very curious, and it happens even with Giants fans, who who can't recognize the difference here, because he does, they're he's very my, similar because he's, not, because
0: he's not good enough to overcome it. Lamar can to a certain extent.
1: So to be somebody, to be honest, one of the one of the ESPN guys said that the Giants should be kicking themselves for taking Saquon that that they should have taken Lamar. And again, my thing would be, I don't think well, Lamar. Josh, would be – I don't think Lamar or Allen would be doing any better as the quarterback of the Giants, given the current state of everything. Sucks. I agree with it, that. It's really, you know what I mean. No, you can throw Pat Mahomes on the Giants. I don't know that that would really make a difference. I mean, I, agree. With, the, I agree, with agree
0: with that statement. Oh, I agree. with Here's, I mean, here's the thing. It's hard to say what I'm gonna say after the game he just had in Kadarius Tony, but if you look at Rashawn Slater right now, he's rated not from rookies. He's rated as one of the best left tackles in all football. So, I mean, let's look at the Chargers for, in a microcosm to the Giants. And this is what we we'll go back when the, when the Giants did this with, her, with Rivers and Eli. But Chargers got Herbert, something the Giants wanted the year before, but he decided to come back from college. So the Giants missed out on Herbert. Okay, The Giants took Saquon, whatever, could have had other quarterbacks, can't say what if. And then the Giants could have took – Maybe the best offensive line player in football from coming out of this draft, the Chargers got him. So now you look at your left tackle solidified for the next ten to 50, ten years. Your quarterback is good for the next ten years, and they got us. and they got an exceptional skill. Trev, you had in the mock draft in first round, but Asante Samuel Jr., who came out of Florida State, has played. In- one, I mean, the, the, but that's also the thing, drafting, and we we talked about this, and so, I said this about with Joe Judge, like Joe Judge. I know people go after Joe Judge, but. Terror, bad drafting in the sense of, look at who they've missed. Look at Dallas. I mean, Michael Parsons was there at 11. Michael Parsons is going to be a star in this league. And a team that desperately, and I mean desperately needs pass rushers because they are tied 31st in the league now with eight sacks. So they need that pass rusher. And Rashawn Slater, two guys that were there at 11. Now, Kadarius Tony looks like he's going to be a stud if the Giants handle him correctly. You have a playmaker that you give him the ball; he's electrifying. He looks like he can be an electrifying player for the Giants. But when you look at the need, it was about the need. I know that Tony is, like I said, Tony, and now I know why Urban Meyer probably really wanted Kadarius Tony because he is an exceptional talent but it's a more about the need, and what the Giants really needed was either a pass rusher, and you could have put Parsons maybe in that situation. Maybe that's just Dan Quinn being Dan Quinn and a great defensive-minded coach, putting him at defensive end slash back, or more of a pass rusher than, an, than a linebacker. Trevor. Or they could have had Rashawn Slater, who we all thought was a guy you could plug in at left guard, plug in a right guard, right tackle, left tackle. That's what you could have done. You could have had your two bookend ta- tight ends. Not, not Slater and Andrew Thomas tackles and the way that Andrew Thomas is playing it just shows how valuable Andrew Thomas really is to the New York Giants this year. He might be he might be the most valuable player to the New York Giants because when Daniel Jones before he got injured, if you look at what that offensive line was and Nate Solder is god awful. I cannot I'm looking up because I'm looking up at God saying I can't stress it enough. So how no, bad! I can't say it enough. How bad Nate Solder is? Question he for you, Trev. Awful. And you got to help me out because I'm drawing a blank. Did the Giants take Beckham before Aaron Donald? Yes, they took him pick before. So another thing that the Giants took a receiver and a skill player when they needed pass rush. Now who knows if Aaron Donald would have been Aaron Donald as he is with the Rams? Yeah, yeah we but, can. We can never say. We can never we can say who these guys are going to be. But you would assume based on his work ethic and who he is. He would be very close to who he is in the Rams, and imagine him now. Because think about it: we went with the exceptional Beckham instead. We went with the we went with the flashy person, the person with all the stripes and all the and the sex appeal instead of going with the blue collar guy that you know, like the offensive lineman, when you knew you needed something to help our offensive line because you had multiple holes. I mean, just look at it. I mean, imagine if we had Slater this week. Anyway, I mean, it would help. It's it, 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 this is a problem that we've been talking about with the Giants. Forever, this is why for ten years they've been they suck. Okay, they mishandled their draft picks, they miss on guys. So whoever's doing their scouting is not seeing what. And then they and then they, over, and then they overpay on listen, guys that, that. Listen, it happens. Fifty percent of the first round fails, but why can't we ever be on the other fifty percent of the side? Okay, Here's you, the other uh, thing. Here's the other thing. Hold on one second, and then I'll let you get to your point. We've done this before. We're the big free agents. We get we get so excited. We got this guy. We got this guy, right? And in the first year, they do really well. And then they fall back to who they really are. Above average guys who had really good career years when it's free agent time. And then they go back to who they are. And then they never, they never progress. They never get better. The reason why I said that, Trevor, is because I just wanted to talk about the four or five guys that they had on this list so I can make a point. Leonard Williams, exceptional year last year. 11 and a half sacks, Sacks, he was one of the best D linemen in the league, only behind Aaron Donald. Well, this year after he got a beautiful contract, he's got one and a half sacks and four quarterback hits in five games. That's not good enough for a guy that just got a three-year, $63 million deal. Here's another thing. James Bradbury was one of the best cornerbacks in football last year. Only gave up 455 yards and what? He's, he's already touches. given up 300 yards and four touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 117. Here's another exceptional guy that we really love, Jabril Preppers, right? He's been thrown at 17 times this year. I know I put up four because he's the completion. <laughs> well, 14, yeah, you can't put up seven. At least it wasn't six. 6 be, they uh-huh. completed, They've completed 14 of the 17 passes against Jabril Peppers this year. That's not good enough for a guy that should be in a contract here. Here's the other thing. Dexter Warrens was supposed to be this big run stopper, help the Giants. Well, the, Trev, you just gave it. The run defense sucks. I mean, he's part of the problem. They haven't been the same since they lost Dalvin Tomlinson. What's he got? He's got zero sacks, two tackles for loss, one offsides penalty that cost the Giants to win in week two. That's not good enough. Yep. That is not good enough. Now, Joe, listen, we- talk about the offensive injuries. It, Joe, you're 100% right. When you lose your running back, your three receivers, your tight end. I don't even know if Evan Ingram's on the team. Watch for him to be traded, especially now that Arizona just lost Max Williams for the season when it torn ACL. Giants should flip him right now. Can you imagine him. Evan Ingram on the Trev, Can you imagine because, Evan Ingram on that offense watch? Trev, Evan Ingram become a star. Trev, this is, do you understand what I'm seeing right now? This is our Madden team. When we I got know. PS4, we had Evan yeah. Ingram, we had Saquon, and we have Kyle Murray and DeAndre Hopkins on the Arizona guard, and we were unstoppable. We didn't give a hell about our defense. Nah. We were <laughs> no, we we were, nah. Yeah, we were we were. disgusting. But, we just kept... What I'm saying is, and it was in the thing written by Ryan Dunleavy is, Maybe the ugly truth is no one wants to face it. The Giants' defense strong performance last season, especially during their 5-3 and three finish, was fueled by a perfect storm of career best years and was not some starting point to what we would build upon. It wasn't a building block where these guys were going to get better. The Giants' defense better get better real soon, real quick, or we're going to be looking at another top-five pick again. Well, it doesn't look any better this week against the L.A. Don't Rams. do much no, better here, kid. Yeah, much better in here, kid. Joe, finish up this point. Are you surprised by seeing what the Giants have what the Giants defense has ultimately become this season?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm shocked by it. I I, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily go along with that assessment. I mean, clearly Leonard Williams had a career year. I think the loss of Dalvin Tomlinson is much bigger than anybody ever anticipated, to be quite honest. Uh Play trading DJ Hill, I don't know that I love that move either. The Blake Martinez injury is devastating. I think one thing that Giants fans have done a really poor job at is recognizing just how good Blake Martinez is. And to watch Crowder and Ragland, uh, they looked a little confused at times against Dallas. That that backup. seemed to, there backup. seemed to be a lot of confusion. That's why they've been well, on three different teams. Precisely, uh, you know. So listen, if if the you know, because here's the funny thing, I think Chicago's pick is actually going to be a lot higher than we thought it yeah, was going to be. Yeah, what are they doing? Stop winning. What are they doing? <laughs> My boy Justin Fields, well, bro. Our only, our only choice might be to continue losing. At least make one of those. Well, at the top schedule, five well Joe, if
0: anything, the schedule shows that there's a lot of, could be a lot of L's. They're a ten and that, a half I'm point honest. dog this week home against the Rams. There's, they still play the Chiefs. They still play Tampa. Now the Raiders, now that looks like a winnable game now after everything that's going on with them. Panthers could right. be a so, winnable game, so, too. You know, we got one win coming up in the next four weeks. Definitely. Joe, your Panthers pick doesn't look too hot right now, buddy. Well, that that was a terrible loss. <laughs> anyway. It'll be fine. Yeah, Carolina course, will be fine. Joe's been talking to Matt Rule. He's been saying they're good. they're good. Speaking of teams that, well, have <laughs> been dominating the league. We just talked about the quarterbacks. And a lot of the teams that we just talked about, those quarterbacks, Looking like they're gonna be all on this list. So we'll give out for the first time this year our top five. We could do top ten, but we're gonna to do top five. Top ten's too easy. We're gonna do a Let's top spare five. People. It's, not yeah. you know, it's not too easy because that's when you get six through ten. Now we start yelling at each other going I mean we can do, do, to do top number top... hey, hey, one. Hey, I gave you guys the opportunity to if you want a top ten. You both is good. Joe was actually the first one to say top five because you know Ted takes forever to respond. But anyways. We're going to do our first initial top five power rankings for the 2021 season. From here on out, we'll be doing our top five rankings each week. So, Joe, we're going to start oh, with we you. Should, we should do it every four weeks. I guess, it's like so a long. quarter. It could change every week. Who knows? So, here's Joe's top five list Arizona Cardinals are number one. The Buffalo Bills are two. The LA Rams are three. Wow, LA Rams. The Bucks have four. Joke. The Bucks should be higher. Chargers! Wow, the big surprise is the L.A. Chargers. Joe's on the bandwagon. He's on. We're all on the Chargers now. <laughs> Joe's like doesn't want to admit it, right? now. Joe's like, wow, the Keys boys knew about Herbert. And and look, he's also on the L.A. Rams bandwagon, Sal. Look at him. This guy. I don't. Mean, I watch I, don't, I watch.
1: I, I watch and I learn.
0: Listen at the end of the day. Listen, Jag- here's
1: here's the thing. Opinion. Listen. I can look at things very objectively. I see what I see. I mean, I shot Arizona to the top because I think Arizona's right now, offensively and defensively, the best team in the league. Buffalo, I think, is a close second. Are they the most most complete team? They could be. They could be. I I mean, I'm still concerned about Buffalo's running game. Um, It still didn't look great this week. Yep. So you know the Rams are the Rams might be a little more complete than Buffalo to be honest at 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 the three spot. But okay. Okay. I decided okay. I wanted to go AFC NFC on one two. I thought that would just make more sense. But uh, to be honest, you could you could slot them into the two and drop them to three. I'd be all right with that too. Okay.
0: Well, here's the top five from Ted's list: Bills, the Buffalo Bills, the Arizona Cardinals, LA Rams. Both of you have the LA Rams at number three. The Tampa Bay Box and the Dallas Cowboys. I have no problem with this list either. I and mean, it's... Listen, I have... If I was doing top 10, uh, Ravens would be 6, Chargers would be 7. And the only reason why I don't have the Chargers more is because I think their defense is a much more of a liability than anything. And the reason why the Cowboys are at 5 is because they can beat you in multi-facets of the game right now. They can run the ball all over you. They can throw the ball all over you. And here's the other thing. Their defense... It reminds me of the Saints when they won the Super Bowl they're oh, not my. great they're but, they're so opportun- but but they're opportunistic and if you remember that Saints team that that year they led the league with takeaways with like 45 guys, right and right now the Cowboys I think lead the league or are in second in the league with takeaways and as much as I don't want to say it Trayvon Diggs is a shutdown corner I mean even the one he did didn't Get for an interception when he was flying in the air about 10 feet over this in the sky and caught the ball. In the mouth. He's got exceptional hands, he's got great um catch up speed. So he's a shutdown corner. And then Parsons. And here's the other thing: once they get some of their guys that are on the injured defense with Dexter Lawrence, that defense is only going to get better. Next to Lawrence and, to Marcus Lawrence. Oh, I, I do that all the time. I don't yeah, know. And I always have to correct. Well, you. because I'm always thinking as a chair. Yeah. They are second right now, only behind the Buffalo Bills with 11 turnovers. They have seven Dallas currently. So, here's my – I mean, I have no problem. Here's my top five list. Bills cards, okay, you have – Well, you really
1: ball. like them Cowboys, huh? I,
0: I think – the, the reason why I put the Cowboys over the Chargers is because of the fact that they beat them, they head the head matchup. Fair up. enough. And – you know, I know the Chargers should have won yeah, that but,
1: game. Yeah, but you you wouldn't rank the Giants ahead of the Saints because the Giants no. beat the Saints. I don't know that that no, necessarily so, also correlates know, I, in know, the okay, NFL. You're
0: right. Fair enough. You're fair enough. I would put the Cowboys too because I do think, other than the Bucks in the NFC, I think they're the scariest team in the NFL right now.
1: I mean, they Their are. Their defense yeah. is uh, much better than I think any yeah. of us that wasn't a Cowboys fan thought. So she, yeah, they're. She, they're right on the outside for me, maybe six. Why or do you seven. have the
0: Chargers over in five? Over listen, listen, I will. I'll give you the reason why I put the Bills in number one because I do not believe the Cardinals could go into Arrowhead and do what the Bills did on Sunday night. I think the Cardinals are a very good. I think the Cardinals are a very very good team. Cliff Kingsbury, his ass is on the line coming into the beginning of the season. It looks good right now, but they have to continue pedal to the metal, and they won. And the way they won on Sunday, I was very impressed. They didn't win by the by the fireworks. They didn't win by scoring forty points a game. They won on the defensive side of ball. So they have a huge test this weekend going into Cleveland. If they go into Cleveland and they beat the Browns, the Cardinals look out because they we got we got another team you could just add to that NFC list. Reason I put the Bucks. I mean, how can you not put the Bucs to the champs? They still look like they haven't missed a beat. Their defense is a squ- is a questionable mark with the with the secondary. They have a lot of injuries in the secondary. But when you got Brady and you got that offense that's putting up thirty plus points a game, you're going to be in every game. Dallas Cowboys, their offense is as good as anybody in the league. Zeke looks like Zeke. Dak looks like he hasn't missed a beat either. And that defense, like we just said. I don't think we could have ever expected them to be at war. We were expecting them to be A better. They couldn't have got any worse from last year. But Dan Quinn has transformed this defense. Steph- uh, Stephon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs, his brother, has become a stud, an absolute stud in the, se- in the back end of that defense. And Michael Parsons looks like an early rookie of the year, runaway rookie of the year candidate. This team is going in the right direction. My biggest flaw for them is not the players, it's the coach. That's what my biggest flaw for the Dallas Cowboys is. And the reason why I put the Chargers, I think the Chargers, with the way they've won the past couple weeks, beating the Browns, losing by double digits too. Brandon Staley is a gutsy, as gutsy as they come in the NFL, going forward for a fourth, multiple fourth down conversions, converting on those fourth down conversions. You have a bona fide superstar in Justin Herbert. You have a bona fide superstar in a running back and you have a plethora of re- weapons in that receiving core. That defense is a struggle, but I like them more than I do the Ravens. And if I had to put – I, I put the Rams at six. I put the Ravens at seven. I put the Packers at eight. That would be my top eight right now. But I'm taking this as my top five right now.
1: I like it. Although I would point out the Rams beat the Bucks, so maybe they should be three, and everybody should. That's be understandable. But, uh, uh, yeah, like that. You like you know, that, Teddy? But
0: here's my thing. I, tr- I trust. I'm, I'm taking. I'll take uh, Brady over Stafford. It was a home game. They were fired up. I didn't Fair like enough. how they bounced back after that, but. We'll be back later in the week to discuss. We're going to be talking about the LCS, NLCS and ALCS. We are not just Yankee fans. We are baseball fans. We're going to be talking about it and how maybe the Yankees could take a page out of the Boston Red Sox, well-deserving of a world of uh, ALCS appearance. And we'll also be talking about the Arizona Cardinals, Cleveland Browns, and the New York Giants. We'll see what happens with their new looked offense this week in a huge game. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out.
1: Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us so you know you really viewing greatness. In the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, Keys to the City. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.